thing. Hello, welcome to the Honest Wargamer. I'm your host Rob, and this is the Age of Sigmar Stat Center, where I look at the event results from around the world. This is normally recorded Monday morning, 11 a.m. till whatever time it takes to finish uh, with the chat. You can see them there, Twitch chat. Uh, and we're going to be going through all of the event results from the week, from the Age of Sigmar tournaments. We're going to talk about what those lists look like, what I think that they mean, and what the overall meta is in Age of Sigmar. We are in Age of Sigmar 3.3, which is ever since the introduction of the Galette Battle Pack, uh, which is the General's Handbook, which is going to last for six months. We don't know, because Games Workshop haven't told us, what the new version of that will look like in now, I guess, five months. Uh, only five months left of this meta, um, so not long, uh, which is interesting. Uh, so we haven't had loads and loads of events, but you, as I did, showed on the week, uh, show last week, you can go on to the honestwargamer.com and look at the T-Sports Stat Center stuff uh, produced by Rob and Ziggy, and then you can see all of the, the current stats at the moment. Some armies looking good, some armies not looking good, but um, there's going to be a lot of event results in there from this weekend and last weekend, which is really going to change some of those numbers around, right? Okay, super... We, we look at Warhammer on this channel all the time. All the time. Uh, all right, okay. So we've got five events this week, and I'll try and go through them in order. So uh, the first event that we're going to look at is the meme. If the YouTube thumbnail, which I haven't decided what it is yet, and or the title of the show um, has baited you in, uh, get you baited, uh, which is good. And we are in here looking at the Shropshire Slaughter, my friends my good and uh, kind friends, uh, which was in the... It was at Glass Hammer Gaming. No wonder you fucking camped at them. Um, in Telford in Shropshire. Okay, so this is an Age Sigmar event with 34 players. 34 players in attendance. So 34 out of 40. Okay, so um, now there's something to be said for our 5-0 player. Now, I said this already on the show, but I'll say it again very quickly. Our 5-0 player, Mr. Adam Mumford, uh, is sometimes my co-host. Uh, he was at Worlds and has been at several other events, uh, like AOS, Six Nations, etc., um, for um, uh, doing coverage of live stream Age of Sigmar tournaments. Now, I, two weeks ago, went 4-1, uh, and I think that this that's what propelled Adam uh, to beat me. I thought I took a pretty meme list with Zinch, Adam beat me, but he didn't have loads of money to go to this event, and therefore he took a tent and he camped overnight so as to make sure he could attend his two-day event. This is a bit of a, a tournament tramp story. Uh, reminds me a lot of like ramp tramps if anyone was a skateboarder at any point. Uh, so shout out to him. Uh, he's also my son. Now, most people don't know that, uh, but um, uh, I'm Nathan Prescott's son. And then he is my son. We're very much like the Foundation series of Emperors. Uh, Nathan is Brother Dusk. I'm Brother Day. And Adam is Brother Dawn. Uh, so Adam went 5-0, right? Uh, yes. Uh, over two nights. Yeah, he slept in a tent over two nights to make sure that he could bring a 5-0 result to this event. Uh, and he beat in the final a wonderful other human being, Mr. Dan Arnold, who I love. Uh, no one understands that reference. Someone out there understands that reference, and it's hilarious to them. I need you to know that. So let's see what's in his list, okay? Let's see what is it. Oh, no, we're using Tabletop TO. Oh, no, it's going to be so slow. Oh, no, I've made a huge mistake. I've made a huge mistake. Okay, in his list is... Okay, Beast of Chaos. Pretty classic. Now, Adam, two weeks ago, played a Beast of Chaos list, which had 18 Skyfires in it. And the um, and the Wildfire Taurus, which is an endless spell you can cast from Beast of Chaos, which makes you do the Always Strikes last effect on any unit within three inches. So because you get full rerolls to hit and to wound on 
Skyfires, he was trying to create that effect. I assume he's trying to do something very similar here. Uh, with the Dragon Ogre Shagoth, uh, with the Desecrator and Sundering Blades, which is what you need in the All Herd. All Herd, you get a Command Ability, which allows you to do plus one. Um, uh, you get uh, plus one. Uh, you get plus one to your summoning pool. Uh, and don't forget, Beast of Chaos are a very, very good summoning army. They've got a new, since the White Dwarf update, a new monstrous action, which in every person's turn, they can, if they have a monster on the board, they can get an additional uh, amount of summoning points. So they can rack up a really high summoning pool very, very early. So uh, that's why he's got the Dragon Ogre Shagoth, because obviously that's a monster to do that. He's also got the Great British Shaman, and he's got Bellicor. Now, Bellicor is a control piece. Uh, again, experienced players won't need me to say this, but I will obviously let you know again. Uh, it's got a ability Dark Mastery to shut an enemy unit down and make it so that they can't move or interact uh, unless they roll a three, pu three pu plus. A three plus? A three plus, basically. So it's a very fun little inclusion. It's also a monster, and it's also a pretty fighty unit, and is also a wizard. Great for Mystic Shield. Great for uh, a spell that it's got, which casts on eight, which is uh, minus one to wound, plus one to wound, one of those two. Uh, either plus one to wound a unit or minus one for that unit to be wounded, which is a great debuff. One of the two, I don't remember. Uh, he's then got six Dragon Ogres, okay, which are a great battle line unit. Great battle line units. 30 wounds for 250 points. Uh, and don't forget, in uh, this army, you are able to rally on a four plus, uh, which is really good. He's got two units of 10 Ungor. Okay, then I see he's got a Cockatrice, and he's pretty famous for taking... Oh, hold on. I can see he's got... Oh, someone complained about this the other day, that they couldn't see the screen. Okay, we'll do this. Uh, there we go. You can see now, can't you? You can all see? There we go. Yes. Uh, he's got a cockatrice. Okay. Oh, no. He has got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten cockatrices. Ten cockatrices. That's 950 points of cock in there, atrices. Like, that's a lot of cockatrices. Which means, ladies and gentlemen, we have to look at what a cockatrice does. Okay? So what powerful ability was Adam able to bring to bear to defeat his opponents with... That's a huge amount. It's true. Yeah, he's back with the cock blocks, true. So now they've got eight wounds apiece, and they've got a six-up save. Whew, okay. They've got a petrifying gaze attack, and they move 12 inches. A, pot a petrifying gaze attack. Don't tell that uh, YouTuber from earlier. He would be livid about that. Um, and that petrifying gaze attack is, uh, you do not use the attack sequence for an attack made by uh, this, but on a four plus, they suffer D6 mortal wounds. So on average, he should do with 10 cockatrices, 5d6 mortal wounds in the shooting phase, which is amazing. Um, he's also got... Um uh, he's also got either four attacks with his sword like talons or eight attacks if he charges, which are fours and fours, rend one, one damage in close combat. But eight wounds with a six-up save makes me feel like he really shouldn't have done well. And he's also got the Geminids of Ulguish. Okay. Uh, now, I am going to ask Adam on the show to do a deep dive of this list. Um, but my answer is to how he did well with this is I don't know. <laughs> He's actually in the chat just said, oh shit, I forgot Geminids. Which I think means he forgot to take Geminids. Yeah, right? 
he forgot to take Geminids. Uh, he also beat some pretty incredible players. He beat Mr. Math Mallow in the chat of Sylvaneth fame. He also meet, beat Mr. Dan Arnold, yeah, of uh, Ineth and a bunch of other armies fame, who's amazing, right? Um, did you, he's, uh, okay, he's just telling me in the chat that he left his Geminids in his tent and so wasn't able to uh, do anything with it. Um, but he did have a triple battle regiment, which take him to three drops. Actually, it's gonna be a good opportunity to ask Rob and Ziggy if there's public, if the uh, if the drop information is public at the moment, and if it is, if they could put it in the chat. Um, but I do know that having three drops in your army means that you've got a 63% chance to get the choice to go first, or more importantly, you'll 63% of the time you'll have a lower drops in your opponent. Basically, um, uh, triple battle reg is is genius. Uh, so yeah, uh, incredible work from Adam. Five uh, D six mortal wounds popping off. Um, uh, okay, perfect. Uh, and then the dragon ogres. Uh, I w I wanted list deep dive from him, um, uh, and I want to know because I don't know how he did it. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, Cox and drops. That's the list name. Yeah, it's the cockatrice list. Cox and drops. He's in the chat. He went five zero. Might be the funniest five zero I've ever seen. Like, might be the funniest 5-0 in all of Age of Sigmar, if I'm honest. Knowing him, knowing who he beat, knowing what the list is, yeah? Knowing his little face as he gets his trophy from here in 5-0 with all the cockatrices. It's pretty peak. I'm not going to lie. I think we could close up shop, is all I'm going to say. Um, and also, this is a great opportunity for everyone based in the US and Australia, because if the UK were ever giving you shit about how good your lists are or the meta that you play in, just continuously remind them that this list won here in the UK. OK, so uh, congratulations to him. All right. So that's our 5-0 and a pretty dramatic 5-0. Let's look at our four ones. Dan Arnold, we'll look at him first. So uh, I'm pretty certain Adam, Adam beat Dan in the final to get this victory. So let's take a look at what Dan was running. So he was running Lumeth Realm Lords. He was running Severith. Um, he was also running a Hurricane Wind Spirit, who's now a leader. Alessanari Lawseeker. 20 Wardens, 2 lots of 10 Wardens, and 30 Sentinels with Chronomantic Cogs and the Emerald Life Swarm in a one-drop battle regiment. And it lost. To 10 cockatrices. Uh, okay. I don't know how he did that. But I know how this list went 4-1. Because this is not too dissimilar. Obviously from the 30 Sentinels builds. That we've seen previously. I think uh, like we've got double wind spirit. As opposed to triple wind spirit. Which is what we used to have. It used to be triple wind spirit. So they're move blocking units. Or they will be until the new book. Where they move forward. They block units from moving forward. They retreat. And then they shoot. If that makes sense. Okay. Uh the, the fox doesn't like the cocks. It's true. Adam really knows how to handle the cocks. <laughs> I don't think he realises he's going to be called the cockmaster forever. And anyway, this is Dan, who's lovely and great and wonderful. Uh, the law seeker for holding the objective. And he's got 20 wardens to get pretty fighty. Uh, again, but that battle regiment coming into effect. So, so far, we haven't seen either of the unmatched conquerors or bounty hunters be in effect. Uh, in these. Uh, Aaron Walters. Let's have a look at what Aaron um, uh, took. Laurie Huggett Wild also went 5-4-1. Um, the Copmaster. I'll beat me to it. Um, Dan outplayed me so hard. <laughs> then what happened? 
Uh, I dropped the new uh Thank you, Ziggy. Um, probably just sounds cock crap in front of face. Has anyone got pics of uh, <laughs> all the cocks? Tweet me. <laughs> anyway, Aaron Walters was running Magikin and Nurgle, Lord Afflictions, Harbinger of Decay, Festus, all got Steam and Spirit, then five Putrid Blight Kings, five Putrid Blight Kings, two units of Puskal Blight Lords, and then two Beasts of Nurgle. So he's got a bunch of different battalions, but Expert Conquerors, he's got those two units of five Putrid Blight Kings. So that is 21 wounds uh, on an objective, but um, it's five models, but they count as 15 models on an objective which is which is which is very very good um especially because they're units you don't super care about especially when they've got the Puskal blight lords which are bounty hunter units uh, they are uh, which are going to go fight now we saw this do really well last week and i think we'll continue to see nurgle really be able to benefit from both of the two new battalions They've got some really good units that are bounty hunter units, uh, specifically like things like Blight Kings, not bounty hunter units, sorry, um, Unmatched Conquerors, which is where you count as three per model for holding an objective. I imagine it's going to be Blight Kings, uh, uh, Plague Bearers, those sorts of things are going to be good for it. Whereas Puskal Blight Lords, which are for, got like a load of damage one attacks, all become damage two in the right setup. Puskal Blight Lords were already taken in vast numbers previously uh, before this new battle pack. And so I expect to see them go forward. They're hyper-efficient for what they do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love how much the chat are enjoying talking about the cocks. So that's fantastic. Huge, huge fan of that. Uh, okay. Okay, so that's Aaron Walters. Uh, well done to Aaron. Uh, and some Beast and Nurgle as well. And then Geminids also coming in clutch. A lot of people are using Geminids as well, unless you leave them in a tent. But that does mean he's a 10-drop. His army is a 10-drop army. Uh, which is quite interesting, and we'll see whether or not that came into effect. Um, uh, then Laurie. Uh, Laurie was running uh, a Silver... Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, I was running a Silvereth army in Harvest Boon. Okay. Okay. And Harvest Boon, Heartwood, Harvest Boon, where you have... Uh, you have... Uh, Colonel Thunder's battle line? Oh, I can't read this when it's like this. Uh, uh, that's nine Seekers list, right? It potentially is, but I need to double check because I can't read it. Right, Warsong Revenant, who's the general with Spellsinger, so, to be able to, so you're able to cast through the woods. Arcane Tome to give it an additional cast, so you can cast even more spells through the woods. And it's got Virtuous Harmony. An Arch Revenant for plus one to wound and plus one attack uh, on uh, Colonel Hunters. Then, uh, there we go. Nine Revenant Seekers. Okay, so this is just going to be very similar. Uh, so they get the pre-game move in Harvest Boon, right? And their battle line in Harvest Boon. So Heartwood, Colonel Thunters, Harvest Boon, Revenant Seekers. Um, okay. Uh, so yeah, so the Seekers and the Lancers get the pre-game 12-inch move. So what he's able to do is obviously pre-game move 12 inches, move their base move, whatever the fuck that is, 14 or 16 inches. But it doesn't matter at that point. Even if it was 12, you'd be moving 24, which is crazy. So you take nine, you charge, you fight, and then you strike and fade away. Yeah, which is the Sylvaneth ability to hit a unit and then retreat effectively. You cast a bunch of spells um, through the forest, um, because you're using Spellsinger to do that, so you can cast Ender Spells through it, or more importantly, the Heart, the uh, Warsong Revenant spell, which is an AoE Mortal Wound spell, um, and uh, you've got the Chronomantic Cog, so you can re-roll those casts as well, um, so you're going to be doing some really good stuff. Um, that entire unit of Revenant Seekers also has a banner, which allows you to rally on fives, which is crazy. They've also got a six-inch piling, 
uh, as well. So you can get a lot of them into the fight. Uh, hello, Learning Tony in the chat. Um, uh, and secret ability to bring them back. Yes. So, uh, like, the ability to bring them back uh, on the rally is really good. So even if they get caught out, even if they get shot, you can rally most of them on a five up. So they're as good as what we're seeing in Beast of Chaos at the minute. So you've got the ability to rally these, um, uh, which is what's effectively helping the Beast of Chaos army be as strong as it is. Uh, then a unit of 25 Tree Revenants, a unit of 5 Tree Revenants, and 5 Tree Revenants, and uh, the Revenant Seekers and the Tree Revenants are Bounty Hunters? No. Hold on. The Revenant Seekers are Bounty Hunters. There's two of those. And then that seems to be the only bounty hunter unit. Oh, no, wait. Sorry. There's also six Kurnoth hunters with great bows who are also bounty hunters um, in this unit as well. So we've also got six bows. So very much like what we saw Simon Weekly do. So kind of like a Simon Weekly TM list where it does the same thing. Um, where you just move a unit forward in the first turn. You strike. You shoot six bows at someone. You do mortal. So you do mortal wounds through a tree. Uh, at range, completely uninteractive with your opponent unless they unbind it. Then you see, shoot six bows, don't interact with your opponent unless they do anything. Then you charge in uh, all of your um, seekers, fight, kill something, fade away, your opponent doesn't interact. And then, then either their first or... So then in their first turn, they're like, okay. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to go and interact with you. So like that's kind of how that, that list works. Um, Summer Weekly was doing like very similar thing uh, and so there you go. So you've seen that kind of like... What's nice, I think, about the Warsong Revenant, just thinking about it, and I've been thinking about this over the weekend, right? I know, I know. Rob, what else do you do with your life? Other than, obviously, play Battletech a lot, is um, I think about these things. And I'm like, you can just... Uh, it sounds hilarious, for sure. It is hilarious. Like, you're effectively just charging in, like... Uh, the Warsong Revenant, you can just plug and play into your army because it's opportunity cost to do well. Like, because all your, all you, like, you can super spec into having the Warsong Revenant spell bomb where you also add in a purple sun and you do all that other jazz. But really, you just need the Spell Singer and Arcane Tome. Like, and, like, it's 305 points. Like, you can just, you can either go all the way in, which you've seen previously, or you could just do this and just fuck around, right? Which is also great, right? So, be careful what you say. I'm archiving this. On the weekend, I took Legion of Blood my, uh, with plus two casting on my foot vamp, Lord of Cast Purple Fun, and Killed a Frost on Stonehorn Velicor. Let's go learn Trey play. Okay, love that. Okay, so, uh, so then, uh, although, having said this, we've seen lots of Sylvaneth 4-1s, but I don't know if we've seen any Sylvaneth 5-0s yet. Actually, something I need to check. That's just kind of anecdotally in my brain. Mr. Math Mallow. What a human babe he is. And then Mr. Baz Norma Jr., who's also a babe. Also a babe from the Warrior Lodge crew. Um, nah, none yet. Yeah, no global 5-0s. See, that's pretty hot. That's pretty hot because I do think it's an incredibly good book. And I do think it's got... But I think it's got a very high skill floor. And a very high skill ceiling. Right? It has the stupidest no teleport battle plan in the pack. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, it had the stupidest no teleport battle plan in the pack. I mean, I'm personally going to put the no, no teleport battle plan in every pack. Because fuck you, Sylvan players. 
<laughs> they're like, haha, what I did on the first turn is I charged 900 to 800 or 900 points of my opponent. Then they couldn't fight me because I teleported away. And I shot them with some bows. And then I cast tr spells through trees. Multiple spells, don't forget, uh, because it's not like... Um, it's not like a portal. <laughs> and my opponent couldn't do anything on the first turn. And they get to say that for four games. Right? And that's all you need. Four games is a lot. That's 80% of your game time. You get to say it. That feels like a lot. I feel. That feels like enough. Okay? And on the fifth game, you get to be like, oh, I couldn't teleport. And then you're like, so sad. Mr. Mathmalo, Sylvaneth, season is the reaping, so that extends the range by 12 inches, let's hope. Um, uh, and then, I, by the way, I think this is the very first time I've ever seen someone actually put what the season is on their list. So shout out to Mathmalo for that. And then he's in Dreadwood. Okay, so this is you're allowed to teleport an additional unit of Spite Revenants through the trees, and you get to fight and fade with an additional unit of Spite Revenants. So I expect to see a unit of 15 or 30. Do they come in 10s? 15 or 30 Spite Revenants, whichever ones, right? Once per battle. That's all I need to know. Once per battle's fine. That's all you need. Um, Alariel. Fucking lol. Arch Revenant. Plus one to Wound Aura. Arcane Tome. 10 Spite Revenants. Okay, so only 10. So not 20. Um, two units of five tree revenants, uh, six colonel hunters with great bows, and three aether wings. Spice warm hive for plus three to charge and move and cogs, and then uh, the arch revenant with virtuous harmony. Okay, and then great bows. Okay, so this does the same thing, right? Teleports in, teleports in, teleports away, teleports away, shoots with the bows, reroll casts, right? What event was this? You'd be forgiven for thinking it was a Sylvaneth only event, but um, uh, there we go. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty interesting. Again, those teleports, literally my 2019 list. <laughs> uh, but really fun, really fun. Little Aether Wings in there for Clutch. Chronomantic Cogs for Reroll Cast, which is obviously amazing on the Arch Revenant and Alariel as well. Uh, the Arch Revenant, uh, plus one to Wound Aura and plus one Attack command ability in conjunction with then becoming a wizard with virtuous harmony is pretty nice which is return a kernoth hunter model i'm pretty certain uh virtuous harmony as a spell um so this was the shropshire shropshire slaughter shropshire slaughter uh and then baz what did baz take daughters of cain uh uh, wanted more for the means. Four plus spelling more from the Archref. Okay, thank you. Uh, and then Daughters of Cain. Uh, Calibron, so he gets to teleport uh, a unit. Uh, here, Marathi Cain, an Iron Scale. Will this be the time when I remember the difference between Bloodstalkers and Blood Sisters? Not this day. Bloodstalkers are the shooters. Come on, Rob. Yes or no? Today is not that day. It's one of the two. He's got. Two units of he also uh, he's got <laughs> he's he's either got he's either got ten bow snakes and five bow snakes and then fifteen fight snakes or the other way around one of the two um, and then he's got a unit of shadow stonkers shadow stonkers are one hundred and fifty points now wow wow uh, WhatsApp lists are the best snipers stalk their prey I thought snipers stalk their prey but uh, I got that wrong. I think I've gone before so okay so. So he's got 15 bow snakes, okay? 
this event is just memes. <laughs> uh, and then he's got a heart render. Uh, and then he's got his bounty hunter units are the fighting snakes. So the blood sisters. So a unit of 10 and a unit of five. Um, okay, he had 15 bow snakes. Okay, perfect. All right, so it's Marathi and the bow snakes with some fighty snakes. Gotta say, I'm actually a big fan of Baz doing this. I've seen a bunch of people pushing fighty snakes around, including last week where we saw someone with a bunch of fighty snakes go so. Um, but um, I think it's always about what's interesting about these armies, and I feel like this is the right one, Calibron. So this is teleport. So if you don't know, for some reason, first time you're shooting the stat center, Marathi Kane can only take three wounds per player turn. Um, so it can take a while to die. My Melissa Iron Scale being the general makes these units battle line, which is really nice. Um, they are all Galician veterans. So you've got the opportunity to also do Galician veteran battle tactics in addition as well, which is quite nice. I would, I feel like that they might struggle on uh, doing battle tactics, but then they don't. Because if you look at the Shadow Stalkers and Heart Renders, that means they get automatic, automatic uh, two battle tactics, in my opinion, you get bias your enemy lines, which is dropping your opponent's deployment, and also desecrate their lands, which is grabbing objective. And I feel like anyone that can include those, although Baz has spent a lot of points to do that, right? He spent 245 points to be able to achieve that that aim, and I think he should be super proud of himself for that. Like, um, but those are that's four battle tactics in conjunction with against all the odds. That's three battle tactics you haven't even had to think. And then fourth battle tactics. So the idea that battle tactics are tough to do actually um, isn't overly true. Um, and really what comes in key is that fifth battle tactic, which is because obviously you do eye for an eye for the fourth. And that fifth battle tactic is the really tough one where you're like, oh, like, am I going to do the Galician veterans one? Um, and, and that can become a pretty key, in my opinion. Um, the, world the world tour continues. Marathi and the bow snakes. You can't stop them, but shout out. Um, isn't true if you have easy book ones. Uh, yeah, but you should just ban book and battle tactics and grand strategies from events. Like, that's what I'll do in my events. Uh, anyway, so that was the Shropshire Slaughter. Congratulations to all of them. I mean, they're all very well-known people. Baz uh, plays loads. Baz has uh, probably in the past year played... I've seen Baz's face and seen Baz at many events. And a big shout-out to Baz. He's definitely someone to watch in the future for, like, top table, 5-0s. Uh, at a bunch of different events. I mean, Math Mallow needs no introduction, but he's a babe. Laurie, obviously a part of Team England. Aaron Walters um, from Purple Sparkle, uh, Purple Sparkle Unicorns. I'm not sure if I know Aaron. And Aaron, if I do know you, I'm super sorry. Uh, and we should hang out one time. Then Dan Arnold and Adam Mumford don't need any introduction. Uh, Team Wales and Adam Mumford, um, uh, part of Team Lit. But I like to think he's one of my friends too. So all great human beings uh, and look like a really great event. Next event we're looking at is the Boise Cup. B-O-I-S-E, Boise Cup. So I hope I got this right in 2020. Now, it was won by Mr. Jeremy Vaseri. Vaseri? I always get this wrong. Jeremy's a lovely, wonderful person, uh, part of the American Age of Sigmar team for AOS Worlds. Um, and he's got an amazingly cool list. He also went 5-0 last week with Carriage and Overlords. So this is back-to-back 5-0s for Jeremy with two different factions, which is pretty incredible. Um, or he did it the week before, one of the ones. Um, he's also the AOS World's Commissioner. <laughs> okay, so he's also the AOS World's Commissioner. So he's like, I'm not saying Jeremy is like quintessentially everything to do with Age of Sigmar, but he's very close right now, yeah? And he's got an amazingly wicked list uh, that he's played, and I'm gonna talk about that in a minute. Um, and then in second place, uh, but also on a 5-0, so both these two players on a 5-0, is Dustin Chesma. Right, let's talk about, um, we'll do Dustin's list first, really quickly. Um, he's got Lumineth Realm Lords in, in Zytrek. He's got Severith, 
like which is everything Severus does. He move blocks, shoots, kills characters really effectively. A Cathalar, a law seeker, which is great for holding objectives, uh, but most importantly, has got Lambent Light, which is a spell that you can cast because you can like pre-game, post-game, post-deployment deploy uh, the law seeker, which means you can cast Lambent Light on a unit, and then your thirty seekers, sorry, your thirty sentinels, which are in this uh, list, are able to then re-roll their to hits, meaning their mortal wounds on fives to hit becomes five up re-rollable mortal wounds. Um, which is very, very effective. So they can do loads and loads of damage. He's got two units of 10 Wardens, and then he's got two units of the not very often seen Dawn Riders. So he's two units of five Dawn Riders in his list, um, and they're both in the Bounty Hunters Battle Regiment, uh, sorry, uh, Battalion. And this is quite good because they get a load of extra attacks, especially into infantry, and having those loads of extra attacks and then doubling up so that it becomes damage two when going into Galician Veterans Unit means you're taking a unit that already works well into infantry and you're doubling its effectiveness. I really like that. That's like a hyper-efficient pick. If you don't happen to go into something that does have those things, then you're in a bit of a problem, then you're a bit of a problem situation. But I think that's uh, genuinely very exciting and I like it. Uh, so shout out to, to him. Jeremy's list, though, is super exciting, specifically because... Um, I haven't seen this version of the list. There has been people using, trying to do things like this in the past, but this list is amazing for a bunch of different reasons, right? Legion of Blood and the chat, the Twitch chat helped me out with a bunch of this. Legion of Blood um, means that if any units run away within maybe 12 inches, uh, then an additional D3 units, sorry, D3 models from the unit run away. Uh, that list had the Light of Altharion too. Yeah, you're right, sorry. The Lumineth list also had the Light of Altharion, which you never see, uh, which is quite fun. Uh, imagine a mini Gotrek. It's quite a fun little inclusion in the list. I'm sorry, I should have pointed that out. Yeah, sorry, within three inches of a vampire. So if you're within three inches of a vampire, then D3 additional units um, run away. Right, D not units, D3 additional models run away. Okay, and that con works in conjunction with Horogast. So, Horogast is units <sighs> within or wholly within, depending on if you read the app or if you read your GHB. In the GHB, it's within. In the app, it's wholly within. I'll let people decide what the actual answer is. Um, you cannot use Inspiring Presence and D3 additional models run away if you fail a Battleshot test, which means... 2d3 run away yeah which is hot 2d3 run away um so i really like that now some other little tech that goes in here as well is a two units of black knights and a unit of death rattle skeletons and the black knights are quite fast in in kind of age of sigmar terms not super fast um and they've got a aura it, the battle trait for soul black grave lords is if you end up within six inches of any death rattle models and zombies and dogs basically, uh, then you're minus one to your bravery, which can stack. So you could easily get those two Black Knight units up and in people's faces, making them minus two bravery. Means if they fail their Battleshock tests, then uh, they're already at bravery minus two and 2d3 more run away, which is pretty good. Very, very nice, especially into elite units, which probably the conclusion of today's show is going to be that maybe we're seeing a lot of Death Stars. And actually, this is quite a nice little play into Death Stars. Um... Now, in conjunction with that, he's got Neferata, who's a pretty good spellcaster, but most importantly, has got a really good spell, uh, which means that you ignore negative modifiers to your save. He's got a unit of 10 Blood Knights, so that's going to be 30 wounds. But those Blood Knights have got a 3-up armor save. So if you cast Mystic Shield on them and Neferata's spell, that means they're going to have a 2-up, unrendable save. 
two up unrendable save, which is great. He's then also got 20 Graveguard, and the Blood Knights and the Graveguard are both in Bounty Hunters, so if they do happen to fight something really scary, and don't forget the Blood Knights are also vampires as well, um, if he does happen to fight anything super scary, those Graveguard will do some pretty good, good job at fighting them, as will the Blood Knights. So there's lots of, he's also got Vampire Lord with Master of Magic, and because of the White Dwarf update, has got plus two to cast, and then with an arcane tome means that you have got an additional cast and then you're re-rolling those casts because of master of magic he's then got also a levitate as a spell meaning you can have some flying blood knights and he's also got the purple sun and chronomantic cog so re-roll casts on all your wizards is really good and the purple sun for auto slaying something or adding red into your army is good so loads of tricks and plays in his army for dealing mortal wounds when they charge in with the black knights or move with the blood knights unrendable blood knights really effective graveguard doing some really great damage um black knights for screening and or for bravery debuffs uh and then he's got that double uh bravery debuff in there as well which i think is super exciting like this is again at one of those inspirational lists so this is like two for two now swaggy shadow sword with his um uh, ocr bone reapers and then jeremy with this list i think is really inspiring again watching someone who knows how to play tabletop warhammer really really well using something that's got lots of moving parts in its list to do some really good stuff which is very different to a lot of like blunt trauma lists that we saw um in a bunch of the other uh like playstyles or versions of agency more in the past so really excited by that um and both players should be super happy with their 5-0s so well done to them this okay so in the 4-1 bracket uh, Matt Beasley was running a host of Snesh Lurid Ho Invaders host list. Now, Matt was running uh, a list very so similar to what Anthony Trenton Early was running. And I know that they're friends and they talk a lot across uh, the world, West Coast, East Coast uh, rivalry there. Um, but that's uh, but he was running uh, Sigvald, the Blade Seeker, the Contorted Epitome, uh, the 50 uh, uh, Bliss Barb Archers. I think he also, let me just double check. Uh, he did have that Cronspine Incarnate as well. He didn't have Geminids, but instead he had the Purple Sun and the Burning Head, which I think Anthony took the uh, the um, the uh, took Geminids instead. Uh, and then he's got those two units of five Centigors uh, as screening units as well, which I think is uh, really cool and fun. Uh, Kyle Callip has got a Scarlet Doom Nighthorn Army, uh, which was a Night of Shrouds and Ethereal Seed. Krugash Cruciator, Spirit Torment, Guiding Souls, Kurdos, and Raikonor, leading us to go on a deep dive on what Raikonor brought to the table for 190 points. If you are listening uh, to this back, uh, Kyle, I would love you to reach out. You could leave some comments in the YouTube, obviously, as well. Um, just let us know what Raikonor did and why you had him in there. Pretty certain it's for the plus three to cast Cogs, which um, the sorry the uh, endless spell, Chronomantic uh, Cogs, which gives you reroll charges, which is obviously super important four Nighthorn armies as well. Uh, he's then got Blade Ice Revenants, a unit of 20, uh, so they're going to be able to do more wounds they charge. Spirit Hosts, Kurdos Valentine's going to do some uh, pretty decent fighting as well. Um, he's pretty, he's a bit of a slapper. Um, he's then got one Corpse Cart with Belfar Brazier and two units of Mimron Banshees. So he's really shutting down a lot of the opposing magic uh, because they're great at being able to stop magic. So uh, that's a pretty interesting list. Um, the uh, Stormcast Eternals list that was being run by, let me just double check, uh, by Tom Guan was just an old school list, just changed up. My co-commentator for Summer Slaughter, Mr. Tom Guan, little treasure that he is. 
um, uh, Lord Relictor with Teleport, obviously, and an Arcane Tome. Uh, then a Battle Mage for plus two to cast. Five Formulators. Sorry, a unit of four Formulators. Five Liberators, five Liberators. Ten Protectors. There's two up save, three inch reach, 41 attacks. Twos and twos if you get Celestial Blades off. Really, really good. Um, uh, double Battle Regiment. So he's got two drop. Then he's got six Vanguard Raptors with Long Strike Crossbows, but in two units of three, and then two units of three Ether Wings as well. Um, so he only lost in the final round with that. So his T-Wit was pretty good. Carcasse, thanks for subscribing in the chat. Um, then we got Alexander Gonzalez with his Scarlet Doom uh, Nighthaunt, which had a lot more Blade Geist Revenants. I think he was up to 60 or 70 Blade Geist Revenants. So doing Mortal Wounds and fighting away uh, like a good good guy there. James Marriott with his Iron Jaws Goon Squad had some Brutes as battle line. And he had two units... Uh, a unit of six pigs, two units of three pigs in Bounty Hunters, uh, as well as... Um, uh, so, And then your classic Moor Crusher, two War Chanter combo. But in addition, also had himself a, a Weird Knob, which you don't generally tend to see. Um, uh, but he had Master of Magic and he had the Teleport as well, which I, I think is quite nice in his list. Uh, James, Jared Brown had Lumineth Realm Lords list. And I think, again, this was our one drop... Um, but he had some pretty fun stuff in there. Techlist is back, baby, with Umbral Spell Portal. But don't forget, he's also got that Spell Ignore aura, which is incredibly useful for uh, Lumineth Realm Lords, especially into an, a, a heavy magic meta. Purple Sun and the Rune of Petrification, which is also a really nice piece of tech for doing even more Mortal Wounds in AoE. So AoE Mortal Wounds from the Technado, AoE Mortal Wounds from the Rune of Petrification. Some Dawn Riders and then 30 Sentinels, which I like as well, along with a Wind Mage. Um, then we had an, a, a Carajan Overlords uh, list as well. Now, Carajan Overlords are also back as an army in a really big way. Carajan Overlords super back. Um, so expect to see more and more of them, uh, whether or not you love it or don't love it. Double, uh, sorry, an Aether Chemist, a Navigator twice, and then an Admiral. And then he's got three lots of ten, Arcanaut Company, and then an Ironclad, two Frigates, two Gun Haulers. And again, the Rune of Petrification going inside the Spell in a Bottle, which is a six-inch aura. Roll a four-up for anyone that begins the movement phase or ends the movement phase in that. And on a four-up, they take D3 Mortal Wounds, which at turn one, when you're blocking your opponent in and you're making it so they don't get to move very far, that could be a lot of Mortal Wounds into your opponent's army, which I, I personally find quite scary. Um, so that's really fun. I like that tech as well. Uh, then you've got uh, Matt Barker. Matt is a pretty famous Nurgle player. Oh, no, sorry, not Mar Matt. Sorry, apologize about that. Uh, but he's also a good um, uh, Nurgle player, but he didn't go 4-1. And then Michael Corbett with Sylvaneth uh, to round us off. I had a Lariel, a Warsong Revenant, two lots of 10 Dryads, uh, a unit of five Tree Revenants, and then six Colonel Thunders with Scythes. Um, all in the Gnarl route, so he's got the ability to do lots of spell casting there. I don't think I've lost anything there. It's got to be something else in this list. No, apparently that's it. That's everything in the list as well. Uh, so congratulations to everyone, uh, all those players that went 4-1. You should be super happy, and I hope the event in Boise goes from strength to strength. Shout out to everyone there. Heading over to Maryland, Maryland, uh, and Baltimore. Uh, was the Peace Through Dakar AOS GT won by Emma Mangles, a member of Team USA, an incredibly good wargamer and one of my favourite sissy, uh, sassy Twitter posters. Uh, so shout out to Emma. Um, even if sometimes I'm the subject of those sassy tweets, it doesn't bother me. Uh, like, I always think, bring it on. Uh, so Emma was running, uh, let me just find the list. 
Uh, A-list, she did really well with that world. She was playing lots of flies. So Blow Rotspawn, it wasn't the same list, by the way. Blow Festus, Lord of Afflictions, with Overpowering Extension, Split Horn Helm. Four Puskill Blight Lords, and four times two Puskill Blight Lords in the pregame move. Now, all in Battle Reg, none in Bounty Hunters. There's an interesting conversation could be had here. We've been crunching the numbers at the TSN Stat Center, so Rob and Ziggy specifically, and we've worked out that if you have a Battle Regiment, you get the choice to go first 80% of the time. That's 8-0. Pretty impressive. So I can completely understand why you don't want to drop down to... If you have if you have 2, 3, or 4 drops, it goes to 67% of the time. Right? So not quite as effective. And I can completely understand... Um, uh, oh, the Bear 09. That's a great suggestion. Um, uh, I can completely understand why uh, she's chosen to go for Battle Regiment 100%. Oh, it's 85%. Sorry. 85% on a Battle Reg. 85 on a battle rage, so a one drop versus dropping down to a 67%. However, I still think there's also this exact list, but maybe you get some bounty hunters in there as well. Uh, but what do I know? Emma's played this list at Worlds and also at this event for a 5 0, so it's a lot more effective. How does this work? I've talked about this a lot before in the past, but just very quickly, it's got a pre game move on lots of the units, um, uh, specifically the Puskal Blight Lords, because they're playing in Drowned Men. Move them forward, then they move themselves, they fight your entire army, they tie your entire army up. Each unit of two is 16 wounds with a four up armor save and a five up ward. It takes so much damage to get rid of them. They have 11 attacks each per fly, so that's the right and the fly themselves so even a unit of two is doing 22 attacks which is plenty to get enough disease points on the opposing army and be able to shut them down uh, lord of afflictions got overpowering sense so he turns off um command abilities being issued and denied in at seven to nine inch range uh sorry issued and received sorry and then split horn helm i think is the four up ward safe uh on the lord of afflictions um and then blob is just a really solid character and festus is in there as well um uh so pretty good um uh like so yeah i like i uh like this is a very good list played by a very good army uh and so uh, a huge shout out to emma for doing really well uh i like the note she's left oops i did it again too busy painting a friend's msbg army to do something new <laughs> which is fine uh <laughs> and then our other two lists that went 4-1 alex hamilton with a Sylvaneth Nile Root list, and then Ray Charnock with an Iron Jaws Bloodtooth list. Uh, so the Sylvaneth list had a Lariel and a Warsong Revenant using the um, uh, Spellsinger ability to cast spells through trees, and also had the Arcane Tome for an additional cast. A unit of two Dryads, two units of five uh, True Revenants, one of them being Bounty Hunters, and a unit of six Spite Rider Lancers in Bounty Hunters. And then uh, for spells has got the uh, Spite Swarm High for that plus three to charge and move, and also the Purple Sun for the additional um, rend and also the ability to kill the opponent. Uh, we have had a quote that anything the Spite uh, Rider Lance has charged, they did uh, delete. And that's because if you use Tree Song, which is a spell to reduce uh, saves by or add rend, whichever one of the two it is, uh, to enemy units in range, uh, means that you add plus one rend basically to the Spite Rider Lancers. And if the enemy is in nearby the Purple Sun, that's an additional uh, minus one to their save. So you effectively, even though some of them are minor saves, you have um, either rend four or rend three on those Spite Rider Lancers. Uh, which is pretty amazing, in my opinion. Uh, so some really good output there. Um, and then the Uruk Warclans list was a Megaboss, Megaboss and Warcrusher twice. So two of them 
then two war chanters, then three gore grunters, and two, uh, six gore grunters, and five brutes. Again, a battle regiment. I think, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, you're seeing a bit of a theme here with that battle regiment. So uh, shout out to everyone at that event, and well done for doing super well. Next Age of Sigmar event we're looking at is Armed Forces Day 5. Now, I'm not exactly sure where this was in the world, but Mordaka, when he subscribed in the chat earlier, did point out in Australia there's an Armed Forces Wargaming Association that runs a couple of big tournaments each year to ra fund Raise for Legacy. Legacy is a charity for families of deceased veterans. Um, so, uh, like, there's lots of people in the Armed Forces who are into it. Um, near Chicago, Lockport, Illinois. Thank you very much. Uh, so shout out to everyone there. Uh, the event was won, and the only 5-0 that we've got is Alan Badjar... Oh, God. Badromovic. Badromovic? If I said that wrong, I'm really sorry, Alan. But Alan was running Stormcast Eternals. He had Guard of Steel Soul, which is a 5-up five, uh, a, a five ward save aura around... Uh, any other Hallowed Knight units, which will be all of the other Hallowed Knight units. He's also got Lord Relictor, who's got the High Priest, which means he's re-rolling his, uh, his two-up relocation spell. And he's also got the Arcane Tome, which has got Celestial Blades, which is plus one to wound. He's got three units of five Liberators, and then he's got two units of four Storm Drake Guard, all in a battle regiment, and 2,000 points on the nose, which I think is fantastic. What's good about um, Gardas is he can drop down, um, drop down, so the dragons can move, and then he can drop down and give that five-up ward aura, which is really nice. So then those dragons become even more survivable in combat, which I think is uh, a really, really fun little play. Now, in second place is Jonathan Anderson with a Lumineth Realm Lords list, which is quite fun. Uh, a Cathalar, a Teclis, uh, a Stone Mage, then five Blade Lords, 20 Wardens, another 20 Wardens, and then five Dawn Riders with the Umbral Spell Portal, Horogas, and Purple Sun. We did talk about this earlier off-air, but there's go. I, I'm almost certain he did some um, minus two bravery, uh, Technado, Horogast, runaway shenanigans, which I think is really fun. And obviously he's got the Purple Sun as well to be able to do some really fun tricks in there as well. Teclis is back, baby. Teclis is back. So well done to him. Um... Uh, Cheryl Kucharski, they were running a Daughters of Cain Hagnar, Hagnar list. Marathi, Cain, uh, the High Gladiatrix, then two units of 20 Witch Elves, 10 Sisters of Slaughter, and then a Blood Rat Viper. In addition, there were two units of Heartrenders and 10 Blood Stalkers. So that's the Bow Snakes. So not quite Marathi and the Bow Snakes, Marathi and some Bow Snakes, uh, but then also a nice little conjunction of uh, the Gladiatrix and the two units of 20 Witch Elves. Um, Oh, this is Alan Pajama Pants, Alan, in first place. Oh, I really like that guy. Shout out to Alan uh, in first place. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, again, this is a really fun list because it's Marathi and the Bow Snakes, but there's more in it as well, uh, especially with the Witch Elves and the High Gladiatrix. Tricks. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> and then uh, Silverneth, uh, run by Joseph Treasenberg, uh, Treasenberg uh, was running... Alariel, Lady of Vines, Spirit of Durthu, uh, 20 Dryads, 10 Dryads, and then 10 Tree Revs. A lot to be said about everything we've seen with the teleporting fighting, but we did hear from the chat that he was using uh, the Lady of Vines and the Dryads uh, for a really fun little combo because Dryads count as being near a forest when they're near the Lady of Vines, and the Lady of Vines has a 5-up Ward Aura. That means that the 20 uh, wounds that you get for 200 points in dryads a minus one to hit and minus one to wound because they're near the lady of vines with a five up ward and obviously you can stick mystic shield on and also all out defense so you can have a four up ignoring rend one five up ward um 
minus one to hit, minus one to wound unit of Dryads, which I think is actually really nice on a 32 mil base. So they've got like a nice, like broad, um, like aura, like a broad line, which I think is fun. Um, and like, I think that's really fun. That's a nice bit of tech in there as well, which I really like. So I like that. I think the teleported stuff is still strong, but you know, he went 4-1 with that. And I think that's fun as well. Uh, BC Chaos uh, went 4-1 as well, being run by William Stanford. William had uh, now a list I just don't understand. Like, I would say some of the strengths at the minute of Beast of Chaos is the fact that they can get a lot of wounds in units uh, that you can really, like, reinforce a lot so that you can rally them. And then instead, he's gone for he's gone for an army of Min, MSU, Beast of Chaos. Uh, but he obviously has done really well, went 4-1. Um, so he's got a Great Bray Shaman three times uh, with a range of spells and then a Doom Bull in his list as well. Then he's got two units of 10 Gore. Two, uh, two units of Bestigor, sorry, three units of Bestigor, two units of Ungor for those pre-game uh, move, uh, Crunchbine Incarnate of Gur, a Saigor, a Gorgon, and then two units of Minimum Bulgore, right? Um, it's just nuts. Just nuts. Like, I don't know how this worked. I'd love him to do a write-up on The Honest Wargamer. You can write, make your own account. It's free. You don't get any adverts. There's nothing like that on there. Then you just, like... Uh, write out the lists, uh, you know, and do all that other jazz, and then you write how it works. Because this one is one of those really interesting ones, uh, where it's stuff I've seen before. Uh, thank you, Scrivo. Uh, I'll link it in the show notes as well. Um, anyway, uh, then uh, we also had a Zinch list. We had Kairos, Changecaster, Lord of Change, and a Magister. Uh, this was being run by uh, John Oetting. Shout out to John. Um, uh, that Magister will become important in a moment. We'll talk about that. Uh, then he's got three lots of 10 Karakakalites and the Cronspine Incarnate of Gur, Umbral Spell Portal and the Chronomantic Cogs. Chronomantic Cogs pretty important in this army as well uh, because it gives him reroll casts. Uh, sorry. Yeah, it gives him reroll casts for his spell casting. Obviously, you can generate fate points for this army as well. The key part here is Hosar Arcanum, so D3 minutes or pregame move. He can summon a unit of six uh, Sky Sharks as well, so those um, Screamers of Zinch. But I would say the bit that's kind of fun about this is the Magister can kill himself um, by using Destiny Dice to cast his spells. If he rolls two doubles in a row, he'll die. Uh, and you can choose the results of the spell casting with Destiny Dice. Once you've done that, um, the Magister, and obviously, you know, um, uh, then the, uh, the Crunchbind Incarnate becomes wild and you can eat your own Umbral Spell Portal at range, uh, which means your opponent's going to have to deal with a level three Incarnate right at the beginning of the game which i think is fun uh so i'm a big fan of that uh and then the final uh our final 5-0 sorry uh sorry 4-1 is mike draft with a legion of the first prince list yes lovely bar piper and the lord of change normally that lord of change is a kairos so again that's a really interesting build would love to write him up a safe start in the steam prince will mark a corn for that bloodstick ground can't charge me aura within 18 inches oh it halves your charge range doesn't necessarily do anything else uh it doesn't stop you from charging and then the bloodthirster are in sensant rage for all of the booms and doing lots of damage 10 blood letters 20 plague bearers five flesh hounds soulsayer shackles and then three units of three nerglings and six furies i quite like the nerglings because again they're really good at being able to achieve battle tactics um uh, early game he's going to be able to get uh, barge your enemy lines and also desecrate their land with those nerglings and i think that's really fun which means he doesn't have to be overly aggressive to try and achieve battle tactics which is good for his army as it doesn't necessarily have lots of output unless 
the Bloodthirster and Sensor Rage does lots of damage. So that's everything from that event. I hope everyone enjoyed themselves. Uh, congratulations to everyone, especially Alan. Um, so I did miss an event last weekend. So this is the final event we're going to be looking at today. And then I'm going to wrap up with my thoughts on on Age of Sigmar uh, at the moment. Uh, now, this was an event in Gothenburg in Sweden. And it was won by Theo Papa Christa Dulu. Yeah? Theo Papa Christa Dulu. Absolutely not a problem. But doing it in Swedish, Hurdegur, want a pancake? Theo Papa Christa Dulu. There we go. Now I've said it in Swedish as well. Theo Papa Christa Dulu. Um, absolutely nailed it, right? Um. <laughs> that was Indian. No, it was not. Right, so he was playing Thunder Lizard Seraphon uh, with a Slan Star Master, a Saurus Astroth Banner two Skink Priests, Engine of the Gods, Steg along with Stink Chief. Five Saurus Guard, two lots of ten skinks, two Basilodons with Solar Engine, and the Purple Sun of Sheesh. Okay, so lots to talk about um, with this, because some people may not have listened into these shows before. But Seraphon, an incredibly effective army. They had a change when we went into the Galette Battle Pack. In that, um, our two lots of ten skinks, which is the only change, are now not minus one damage. So this is where you've got a command ability to shoot a unit twice. Um, so the Bastillon with Solar Engine, or it's going to be uh, our Engine of the Gods. Let's double up on that. Uh, minus one damage into all of the units, apart from the Skinks, to a minimum of one. Super effective. Also, plus one uh, attack on Jaw Attacks, which we don't talk about enough, which is actually very, very, very good. Uh, the Slan, um, instead of Croak, is pretty cool, but its ability to do mortal wounds at range is super, super important. Uh, and the Skink Priests have just got so much good utility that they bring, especially heal. But the winner, in my opinion, has got to be the Engine of the Gods. Now, uh, now Theo Papacristodula uh, did not... Um, Dulu, sorry, Dulu. Um, did not uh, buff him up as I expected. Instead, he's done it on this. So the Command Trait Prime War Beast and the Mount Trait Beastmaster you often see on the Engine of the Gods. So it becomes this like huge kind of investment it's a combat piece it's um it's a, a buff piece it's a summoning piece for 265 points but he's gone for that on the second on whisking chief as well which i really like because he's also added the cloak of feathers uh, which means it flies and add plus one which means it can do some huge damage also means when you're doing target priority you don't know whether to choose the engine of the gods or staying on with Chief Chief. And why are you spending all your time descending, deciding on which one of those two to go for? The Slan is casting loads of spells, uh, including Purple Sun. Uh, and the Bastillons are shooting at your face. Right? Um, uh, also, yeah, he's got a, a re-roll on the Slan uh, with plus three to cast. It's also very, very tasty. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I forgot to mention the Ashloth Banner Bearer, which gives him plus one to cast. And six inches to spell auras, uh, spell ranges, which is also super effective when you're casting this good old purple sun of Sheesh. And also that rend is going to be really nice. Casting the purple sun to the opposing army, so the Bastillodons are rend two effectively, is really good. Because it reduces your armor save by one, is what it's doing for units within six inches. I like that, that's really fun. Now, uh, we've only got one for one, am I right in saying that? Because it's only got 80 points which will be Konstantinos Kellis, who was running an Iron Death Deepkin list in Iron Rack. Our first one we read this week. That's nice. An Achillean King uh, with the Unstoppable Fury and the Armor of Sindai and then a Void Chill Darkness. 
so he's going for um, uh, all the damage there, but also a bit of survivability. He's got the Aspect of the Sea, which is a spellcaster, with the Arcane Tome to give him an additional cast. We see the Tides for a Teleport, which means we're going to get the Purple Sun. Teleport, do a Purple Sun, with Master of Magic for the reroll. Amazing stuff on the Eidolon there. Uh, then he's got the uh, Soul Scryer, so he's going to be able to activate um, uh, the Tides. Then six Morsar Guard, three defensive eels in the Guard, 20 Reavers, ten Alep uh, sorry, one Alapex, and then five Tree Revenants for a, a, cheeky, um, a cheeky ally, which actually is a really good ally, especially if you're, again, achieving those battle tactics. This is fun. I like this a lot. This is nice and different as well. Like, it's different enough from what I've seen from Iron Deaconess. It's like a mixed bag, right? 20 Reavers, mixed bag. One Alapex, mixed bag. Like, this is fun. Uh, this is Constantine, yeah. Uh, the current Swedish master of AOS, Constantine, uh, with his list. And you can tell because he, he doesn't have very... Like, this isn't an army that plays itself. He obviously has got tricks. The Killing King's going to fight murder stuff. The Mathlan is going to drop a purple sun in your army. Uh, he's going to shoot you a lot with 40 shots from the Reavers with Ren 2 effectively, thanks to the purple sun. More, uh, the Achillean Alapex is going to shoot with additional Rend. Revenant for scoring battle tactics. Uh, Morsar Guard for fighting. Uh, and these guys. Um, so lovely list. Love that as well. So that's everything. Okay. Let's talk about our... Let's talk about what I think I've taken away from this week. Wow. I actually think quite a lot in Age of Sigmar terms. The rise of Teclis coming back makes a lot of sense. Teclis is a great anti-caster. He's a great caster in of himself and also a great anti-caster. So as you see, as we see magic rise, more anti-casts make lots of sense. I think that's really interesting as well. Battle ta uh, battalions wise, Donaldinho, thanks for resubscribing and hello. Uh, Battalions-wise, we still have the rise and rise and rise and rise of the one-drop battalion battle regiment. Unsurprised to see that still doing very, very well. Although obviously there were other battle there were other battalions that did okay, but overwhelmingly, I think we saw battle regiment be pretty key in lots of these games. So love that. Even double battle regiment with the double uh, with the ten cockatrice list. So anti-magic really, really high and really coming into its own. I think is interesting one the other bit that is huge the, the kind of big takeaway i think personally for me is we've also seen the rise over the past few weeks of death star units nine uh lancers or the the other ones whatever they are um in a unit nine six nine colonel thunters 500 point or more units storm fiends there is a lot of units that are 500 points or more. 30 Sentinels seem to be back. They're 500 points or more. Like big blocks, big units. Now, this is really important and really interesting because that also means that Bellacore stonks are on the rise. It's just what army do you put Bellacore into, I think is the key point. The ability for Bellacore to shut down um, anything in the game at the moment uh, especially all those big 500 point or more units, just name the ones you want to name, uh, I think is really, really interesting. So Bellicor Stonks on the rise. So if you're a Chaos player, you've got to be pretty happy about that. Bravery debuff armies on the rise using Horogast and some other stuff. So that's been pretty fun as well. Overall, a very interesting week in the meta. Um, very, very interesting week. Like debuffs, control, 
interesting game at the moment. Lots to talk about in Age of Sigmar still. Uh, so I hope you've enjoyed this show. We'll be back next week. I will be doing some List Tech shows this week. Uh, I do have a new format for trying to do them. Uh, I'm away in Canada in two weeks, and I've just come back from an event, and I have an event this weekend, so I'm trying to fit that in. Uh, but do keep your eyes peeled on uh, our YouTube and our podcast feed for those. Um, if you've enjoyed the show, please do like and subscribe. And you can support The Honest Wargamer on Patreon uh, because we don't um, we don't take any sponsorship or anything like that, which is obviously really stupid based on everything I've done market research for now. Um, so, But if you would like to support the show on Patreon, that'd be great. If you listen to the podcast, stay hydrated. And uh, if you're watching this live on Twitch, thanks for hanging out with me and help me deep dive these lists. Loads of love and see you soon.